Okay, I want you to try again. This time you've got to say Views from the Sofa Presents. Go for it. Views from the Sofa Presents! Perfect. Hello everybody and welcome to the Wrestling Predict Cast. And we are here today for round three to talk about what promises to be a terrifying pay-per-view. It's the horror show at Extreme Rules. That's right. WWE are doing a horror show gimmick in July. Uh, here to join me to talk about that. Great during a pandemic. Yeah, during a pandemic. Yeah, that's another one as well. So the voice you heard there is my co-host, Joe, or one co-host, Joe. How are you, Joe? I'm very well, thank you. I'm good, yeah, good. And what about And uh, my other co-host is Luke. How are you? Yeah, I'm very good. Thank you as well. Thank you very much for asking. I didn't, I didn't go with like wrestlers this time, and, and you're my x to y because uh usually one of you whinges and moans about who you get picked to be fair it's usually luke i usually give luke someone dodgy. i almost went with the idea of giving joe undertaker and luke kane i thought he's just not gonna be happy with that either so <laughs> i thought i won't do that i was gonna make myself paul bearer so you know with the horror show theme i've never really watched kane wrestling either so early kane's decent early kane's all right when he first started corporate kane and kind of mayor kane that's 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 poor since he's come back but uh no kane's all right kane's not a bad bad hit anyway um to, before we get started i have to say it did take me a long time to get the joke about paul bearer didn't didn't and didn't didn't clock that until i was about mid-20s yeah that's fair that's fair <laughs> yeah I'd, I'd go with that i'd absolutely go with that um right then so before we I think what you should do going forward, Ben, is do do the um the who we all are, but you should do ones that Luke will have no idea who they are. <laughs> so that'd be anyone beyond the last two years, then. Yeah, so it doesn't know whether to be offended or not. Yeah, that's fair. I like give him a little bit of homework afterwards. Then he can text me his anger or his uh, delight, depending on who I give him. We might, yeah, I could do that. That's not a bad idea. Um, okay, so before we get into talking about extreme rules, before we get to talking about even backlash from the last round. I think it's worth us talking a little bit about what's been going on at NXT. So this is being recorded on the Sunday after um, the second half of NXT's Great American Bash. It's called Great American Bash, Big American Bash, I can't remember. But it's their it's their right, pay. Right, right. It was their it was their kind of mini pay per view essentially as a way of trying to fight off AEW. But there is no war, and they're not in a rivalry with them. Um, so what we've had was as the big kind of change i think and the thing worth mentioning is keith lee is sorry spoilers if you haven't seen it is why i was talking about when this is recorded i think you probably have seen it already if uh, if you're listening to this keith lee has been crowned double champ he's now the north american champion and the nxt champion which now leaves um adam cole and the rest of the undisputed era without any belts or anything and my question to either of you two, depending on who's got kind of the answer for it, is do you think this is Undisputed Era moving up in time for SummerSlam? I personally think it'll be after SummerSlam. Um, So because I'm going to do another takeover before SummerSlam. Um, So I think that could be the time when they move over. So they could do it for SummerSlam, literally like the next day. Um, But I think the next takeover will be when they move across. Yeah, makes sense. So yeah. I, I can imagine something like Keith Lee versus Karrion Cross versus Adam Cole as like a triple threat match at TakeOver, and then Keith Lee winning, and then Adam Cole moving over. Yeah, that's fair. I can see that. Go on, Joe. I, I was going to Yeah, I totally agree. I think 
I think that what they might do is do um, a two falls match where they have one, so they have maybe a triple threat with Killian Cross and Adam Cole. Um, and Adam Cole could quite considerably lose both pin, like lose both pinfalls there. And maybe Killian Cross gets the North American title without Keith Lee losing. And then, uh, and then Keith Lee retains his, uh, the, 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 the NXT championship. Like, I could see that happen. Uh, before they go, they will. They'll, they'll, they will go. I just don't think. I just don't think they'll go right now. Plus, um, which what's the what's the guy called? That's one of the guys who's not involved at the moment. Um, Kyle O'Reilly is not in. Not not wrestling at the moment, is he? Because yeah. um, yeah. he's got like wider health issues, uh, which you can't risk COVID on. So um, they'll wait till he's back before they move him up for sure. You, yeah. you wouldn't move him. Up, you wouldn't move him up as a three, would you? No. Um, Luke, do you think Undisputed Era has got any chance of being any good on the main roster? Yeah, I think as as we discussed in our podcast special about tag teams, they haven't we haven't I don't think there's that many good tag teams, so I think they can, you know, really build on that by moving them up. I, I mean, I, I, I I'm not sure which brand you'd move them to. Don't know what your thoughts are there, but um, raw for me, I reckon. I reckon now. The only problem is, I mean, SmackDown's going to want as much for ratings, so that's, that could arguably be a ratings winner. But I mean, Joe's had this point before. No one necessarily knows who Undisputed Era are, considering like NXT's regularly getting about seven hundred thousand in ratings, really. So, you know, but it could be a big, a big draw. Um, my second point about NXT then, and I'll say this one to Joe: Keith Lee, massive star now. So North American title, NXT title. Obviously, we'll see how that goes over the next month. Is he, has he got any chance of maintaining that when he moves up eventually? Well, uh, guys, moving up, he's got the title. Um, <laughs> so so, so I'm, a, I'm a bit sceptical about Keith Lee. I've, I've never been, I've never been completely won over by him. And I've said this, like, I'm not changing my tune now. I've been saying this throughout the podcast. I do think he's, his size, and I don't, I don't mean like girth, I mean like, like height, etc., height and weight puts him, I think, in an advantageous position compared to someone like Adam Cole because Keith Lee, you can see, is like a genuine threat for Roman Reigns, mm, Brock Lesnar, maybe, um, but like Drew McIntyre and people, you can see him going toe to toe. Where the visual of Adam Cole versus Brock Lesnar just looks a bit odd to me. Um, you just got to think in real life, would. Adam Cole have any chance against Brock Lesnar, and I would probably say no. Um, but so, so I think that stands in place. I'm just, and, and, and I am growing to like him ever more. Um, he can put on a hell of a match. Um, I'm yet to be, I'm yet to be that. I'm just yet to be that excited by him. Because I mean, the reason I'm asking these is because if you look at the long list, I mean, I don't think I think the last wrestler to come into WWE that hasn't been through NXT was AJ Styles. Am I right in that? Was he the last one that went straight to the main roster? I know I'm, I'm looking more at Joe than Luke for this, but... I've got a clue. I can't... Uh, well, you, I mean, te- te- technically you could argue Kane Velasquez. Yes, uh, you could. You could. Okay. I mean, if, I'm, if you want to remember him, yeah. I think but, I think it's probably a fair statement. Yeah. No one's, so, no right. one's going to... I'm going to call you out about that statement, I don't think. Apart from AJ Styles and Cain Velasquez, um, <laughs> I think the last person to move up, you know, no one else has come through that's that's not been NXT. And they've not got 
there's not this huge success rate. They're still relying on people like like the old guard, like Roman Reigns, the Seth Rollins, the Kevin Owens. I know those were NXT staples, but if you think about when NXT has been this big, exciting show and it's supposed to be the future, when they're building people like, you know, Nakamura, like um, even going back to like Finn Balor and people like right. that, Samoa Joe, yeah. Um, there's not been that many that have come up and anywhere near hit the potential that they had when they were in NXT. And it worries me for like Adam Cole in the Undisputed Era. And it also worries me for Keith Lee, because especially Keith Lee, I can see him coming up and very soon being mid-card when he's like top at the moment. Obviously, they're giving him every single individual belt he can hold as a man in NXT. They obviously think he's someone who's a, who, who's a big star for the future. And it's just, you know, whether that's where he's going to end up, whether he will be a WrestleMania headliner or in the main events. I mean, <laughs> it's not just the men, either the men, because you've got. Um, sorry, it's not even. It's not just the men, either men, because you've got the women is exactly the same. Like yeah. we had two massive stars in Bianca Belair and Shayna Baszler, and neither of them are involved in storylines, and apparently, like creative, haven't got anything for them. And I'm not an expert in booking wrestling, but if you've got two people that both have nothing on, <laughs> yeah, well, there's that even confused. Kind of writes itself, though, doesn't it? Go on, Luke. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it doesn't make sense, really, because, that, like you say, like, that, that example, Shayna Baszler and Bianca Belair, you know, they were two really popular wrestlers on NXT, so why couldn't that transfer into the main brand? Like, what's the difference? Like, I don't understand why they wouldn't push them. Like, Shayna Baszler's a really strange one. Like, yeah. you know, they really pushed her, and then just, like, nothing's happened with her. There's so many, there's so many examples where people come up and they just, I mean, and, and there's an argument for not coming up. That's, that's as bad yeah. as it is. There's an argument for going, you know what? I'm never going to be as, I'm not going to be as big a star. Johnny Gagano has already been on Raw and SmackDown as a main, as a main event, oh, as a main, as a main roster wrestler. And he went back again to, to kind of rebuild because he just ended up being lost again. Yeah. You know, he didn't go anywhere. So it, 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 it's, it's just that idea. They're building huge stars and NXT is still at the moment, the more interesting program, if you ask me. It's like Rhea Ripley, right? So that, you know, they really built her, didn't they, for a while. Had her against Charlotte. It, again for the XT championship and then she lost it so it's just a bit, a bit strange like why you would just squash someone like that who's yeah. who's really popular but i mean i'd, I'd like to think keith lee would make it. I, I don't think he'll move up for another year or so i think he'll stay on nxt for a while now he's got the championship it depends on how long this goes i think it depends on if they're desperate for wrestlers to move up particularly with all the stuff going on wwe where they're not really testing people and they're getting lots of coronavirus cases and and all the rest of it if they're running out of wrestlers there's a chance they might end up going to nxt and saying right we need stars we need we need names and keith lee's already been established from his survivor series and royal rumble um yeah. appearances so I, I don't know if it'll be a year but you know i'm, I'm it's just interesting to see whether there's, there's they can actually book the trend of uh of being stars and they move up okay so moving on to the last round the last proper round we did of um the wrestling predict cast it was backlash now not going to go through too much of backlash it, there wasn't too many surprises but i think we can't move on without talking about the, the greatest wrestling match can we so you know 50 uh, 44 minutes that wrestling match went on for I know that because I needed that tiebreaker for the uh, actual competition, which we'll get to in a bit. And um, we had Edge versus Randy Orton, billed as the greatest wrestling match ever. I was excited. 
you know, I, you know, took the phone off the hook, put the kids to bed. I wasn't having any interruptions for this. So, uh, Luke, the greatest wrestling match ever? Um, so it is definitely, to be honest, it's one of the best wrestling matches I've seen since I've watched it. I, I, I personally really enjoyed it. Um, I didn't feel like it dragged on either, like it did at WrestleMania. So, um, yeah, I, I really, I really enjoyed it. I think the, you know, it's quite interesting to see all the different finishing moves that they did because I, I know I obviously didn't know some of them, but I've heard of some of them. So, no, I, I personally really enjoyed it, and I thought, you know, apart from AJ Styles, Daniel Bryan, like the week before on SmackDown, <laughs> it was probably one of the best wrestling matches I've actually seen. So, what about you, Joe? Yeah, so you know, I'm, I quite like the uh, quite like the gimmicks, and I quite like um, the finishes and that kind of stuff. That that kind of stuff it interests me more sometimes. But actually, this was quite quite a compelling watch. I wouldn't say it was the best wrestling match I've ever seen, not by some distance. But I, but I think it's it was a great like pu- like proper wrestling, like proper pure wrestling match, and I think it worked. And I think. Um, it really opened. Well, I think there's going to be a third now between them at some point, and it just makes me wonder if the pieces are starting to fall together for the logical steps of how you how you go forward now on Raw, and whether Randy Orton actually might be a <clears throat> a good contender to actually win the belt and then perhaps edge winning the Raw Rumble or something like that. I'm already making my my Raw Rumble prediction calls in July. I think I already did last year as well. To be fair, yeah, you did. I mean, you got. And you got, you got, you got it wrong, but yeah, you did. That's fine. Yeah. I mean, Edge, Edge is a big call for, for Royal Rumble winner, but it's not, you know, a Randy Orton versus Edge as, the, as, as a WrestleMania match. I can see it. Now that Edge is out, now that Edge is going to be injured beyond SummerSlam, um, I think that that will have changed the plans they had initially. Because I'm sure the plan was to have Edge Orton at SummerSlam as the, as the, as the blow-off to this feud. But obviously they can't do that anymore. And I think... Orton versus McIntyre after he's got past what I believe is going to be the big show at SummerSlam. No, SummerSlam, sorry, Extreme Rules. You know, the match we're all clamouring for. Um, Martin Ziggler? No, oh, sorry, I meant Randy Orton. Yeah, sorry, I meant sorry. Randy Orton facing Big Show. You're right, yeah, he has got, well, yeah. But yeah, Randy Orton versus Big Show, and then I think it'll be him versus McIntyre, I should imagine, at SummerSlam, which... Yeah, I think so it, too. That'll be good. That should that should be decent. That's not, a, that's not bad. I mean, for me... It, it was, I think it was hurt a lot by the fact it was called the greatest wrestling match. I think mm-hmm. that that was the major problem with it because I think it upped these expectations. But they did a really good job, and I and this, the whole coronavirus thing helped them because they could do the different camera angles, and they they clearly wrestled it three times, and they picked the best of the three times they wrestled because at one point there was a cameraman in the ring with them, which I'd never, which I've never never <laughs> seen before. At one point you had them, they 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 were <laughs> they were um. They were just overzealous cameraman. Just be like, I'll get a bit closer. Oh, hang on. <laughs> well, at one point they were they were grappled up with each other, and the cameraman was underneath. Yeah. So you were seeing the. It's like imagine that in a match, a guy just going, "I'm I'm going in, I'm sliding in, lad." It's just. <laughs> so uh, I mean, those that kind of helped give that perspective, and I did like the different finishes and things, um, and it kind of went the way two-thirds of us thought it was going to go so uh it was yeah it was decent um right so looking at backlash then looking at results the wrestle predict cast is an ongoing competition between the three of us and other participants we've got a really decent little league going this this season um so last round me and joe tied at the top with seven correct points each 
Luke got five. Yeah. Cool. Um, the 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 edge edge Orton hurt you, and um, obviously so um, I went Sheamus where you two went Jeff Hardy, but the the wild cards helped Joe out with uh, some of his some of his as well, uh, and, and meant that we had to go against him. Um, back, back on the wild cards. Back on the wild cards. <laughs> well, you know. Um, so here's how the competition works. We we make predictions on the card for the upcoming pay per view. We are doing this the Sunday, that Sunday before the pay per view is aired. So we've still got a Raw and a SmackDown to go. So there are some matches that haven't been announced that we won't um, do yet. But we'll come we'll come to uh, how you can get involved and how uh, that will work at the end. Um, we make the predictions. We do have wild cards. We do have wrestlers that we have to back or have to go against just to make sure that the predictions are varied so we don't always go for the same thing but because of the last round i have been exempt from those wild cards if you want to know why go back and listen to the nxt takeover in your house special to find out why that is the case we won't dwell too much on it here and we'll get straight into it um so before we start doing who's actually winning the league ben overall um at the top is out of the three of us you are winning with 10 points. I have got nine and Luke has got eight. It's still close. But there is a there is a fourth person or an outsider winning it or overall. Tom W is winning it with 11 points. He's had two really good consecutive rounds. So he's winning it overall with, uh, with 11 points in total. Um, he does keep missing out on the prize, though, on the, uh, on the tiebreak. So he has won the last two rounds and lost out to someone else on the tiebreak both times. He thought the main event was going to last 25 minutes and it lasted 44. So, yeah. So, uh, you know, he might make up for it by by coming second in every single round and then winning it overall, which, you know, fair play. Um, so then, extreme rules. Uh, first of all, before we get make predictions, how do you think they have built to extreme rules, Joe, considering it is called The Horror Show and has been called The Horror Show for literally the last week and a half? Um... It's not a great start when you're put off watching the pay-per-view because of the name, is it? Like, before, <laughs> before any wrestling actually happens, the name is awful. Um, it's, I would say it's on a par with Great Balls of Fire for the worst the worst name of a, of a, of a WWE pay-per-view. Um, I, am, uh, I am interested in some of the matches. I am... Um, I think the women have been booked brilliantly. Uh, the Sasha Banks and Bailey story is 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 great. Um, they need to pull the trigger at some point, but I'm I, as long as they pull the trigger at some point, it's, there's no rush. If that makes sense, because they didn't pull it. I thought they were going to pull it before WrestleMania, and I assume they're going to pull it for SummerSlam to have them turn on each other. Um, but yeah, but the women have been built have been built brilliantly. I think. Give WWE credit because they're trying to be clever in the fact they've got a, a like a no fans in attendance, so they're trying to do some different things with CGI and uh, clever matches. Um, give them no credit for an eye for an eye match because that's a terrible idea. Oh, we'll get to that. We'll get to that because I have no, I have no clue. So we are going to get to eye for an eye match. Are you? Have you been happy with the build? Are you excited for Extreme Rules, Luke? Again, similar to Joe. I think I'm looking forward to probably two matches. Out of those that are confirmed so far, the rest, like, I'm not that bothered about. Like, again, we, I think we're going to have some some matches that are just really obvious. 
Um, there's only a couple which could probably go either way, in my own opinion. So, yeah, I mean, there's a couple I'm looking forward to, but it just, it just still feels like a bit of a filler at the moment, to be honest. Yeah, I think that's pretty clear. To be honest, it's 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 these it's a mini paper. It, it's not a mini pay per view that that undersells it, but it's it feels like stopgap pay per views. You know, I said it I said it before. I think I might have even said it um, the last round, but. AEW were building, have been building to two pay-per-views in recent times, and they've taken at least two months to build to them, and they're more exciting because it's taken two months and there's well-developed stories, and they take their time, and you're actually really desperate to see the matches because they're exciting, and WWE have kind of backed themselves into a corner where they're insisting on running about 15 pay-per-views a year, and it's like you, you you've oversaturated yourselves. You guys need at least two months between each one. If you had from Backlash to SummerSlam, you had you could have some real good time. And then these matches that we've got here that are going to be pretty standard pay-per-view matches could be really good TV matches. And I think that's the other part where they're falling down in that. Um, their new I, thing... Oh, go on, there you go. I was going to say, because if you look at NXT, for example, right, so they have... I don't know how many takeovers they have a year, but it's, it's not as many as the WWE, like the, the main pay-per-views, probably four or five, is it? Okay. Um, so they, they always seem to be built really well to, really well towards, and that means their weekly show then is better because they can just, just have the better matches. So like the last two weeks of NXT, the great American thing that they did, I thought, you know, I've really enjoyed it. It was really good. Yeah. Um, and, you know, exactly the same point you're just making, Ben. It's because they haven't got as many pay-per-views to build up to. Yeah. So. Go on, Joe, what are you going to say? No, I just, oh, just echo Luke's point. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I think this this harks back to the point around, um, you know, because I can't remember if it was last year or the year before, but we when we had, um, you know, raw raw pay-per-views and SmackDown pay-per-views, and it just gave a bit more, it just gave a bit of breathing space between, so you'd, 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 like, so you'd have only SmackDown um, matches on one pay-per-view, like, on, like, say, like Extreme Rules, and you'd have only raw ones on, like, Backlash. And it just kind of broke it up a bit and gave time to build good storylines. And, yeah, it just feels a bit rushed. Although, we've said that, a couple of these matches have been built for a couple of months now. Or been building. That's fair. It's one extreme to the other, though. I'm not bored of some of the storylines. We'll we'll get onto it, but, I'm, you know. (laughs) It's like the the other have no build or too much build. I'm just thinking you've got, for the two men's title matches, you've got one that's got no build whatsoever. And is clearly just to give one of the wrestlers something to do because he has to defend. And the other one is clearly a, a chapter point in a wider story, which is fine. But it feels like that chapter point shouldn't be on a pay-per-view because it, it, it I don't know, it kind of spoils the match for the pay-per-view. You, you, you want big changes on pay-per-views. You want matches that matter. And it feels like the two main men's title matches are the ones that are probably on this card that have the least kind of stakes i guess they don't really they're not really going to go the way we think but i might be wrong you guys might think completely different so let's get into it um the first match we're going to discuss is probably the one that i think we're all the most excited for um i had to rewind slightly because i wasn't sure i'd heard it right when mvp announced he was facing apollo cruz and not the big burly bobby lashley who was stood next to him at the time so mvp versus apollo cruz in a Straight singles match at Extreme Rules for the United States title. Um, Luke, where are you going with Apollo Crews versus MVP? I mean, didn't they have this exact same match, like Backlash or Money in the Bank, and then they just didn't happen and Bobby Lashley came in anyway and just 
I'm sure I'm sure that was the case. But anyway, um, yeah, I'm going to go with Apollo, Apollo Cruz. I mean, there's no way MVP is going to win it, and it'll probably lead to Cruz versus Bobby Lashley at SummerSlam. Um, but that's all I can say. Really, there's not much more to add. To add, bit bit of a bit of a filler. I mean, I'm I'm quite, I'm, I'm quite enjoying what they're doing with MVP and that whole faction. Um, but I just feel like this is a bit of a poor match to have. I, yep. I, I agree with Luke. I'm going to go Apollo Crews as well. But I will say, I don't I don't think it's beyond the realms of possibility that MVP could win this um, with some interference from Bobby Lashley. I don't think Apollo Crews has been a very exciting um, US champ, US United States champion, whatever it is. Um, so I think there's a possibility there. It just feels like we're just, waste, we're just treading water for a match between Bobby Lashley and Apollo Crews in... A couple, like in a, at the next pay per view, probably that's that. Is it SummerSlam next? Probably it is SummerSlam next, yeah, in, in August, yeah. Yeah, and so I, so I think yeah, I think Bobby Lashley. I think it's quite a strange dynamic with MVP being a manager who's now booking himself into matches for the title. So, yeah, and and create his own belt. Yeah, quite quite random storyline. And also, but, what don't I thought the point of Extreme Rules was that all the matches were either like hard, like were basically extreme. <laughs> Like, as in weapons were allowed and there were no DQs. And I thought that was the yeah. purpose of this pay-per-view. Yeah, so far, so far, so far out of the six matches that have been announced, three of them have got stipulations. Okay, okay. So 50% of them have, I mean, not, ex- some, you know, extreme might be. Some of them have got quite extreme stipulations, like... <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that one. We'll get to probably the most extreme stipulation we've had. Um, well, I mean, aside from Buried Alive, which is all, all, also... Not a great, not a great match to enter, um, but yeah, um, I've got a, the only thing that that that's stopping me thinking Apollo Cruz might win this is the fact that MVP's created his own title. Yeah, and that's, that's cl- clearly going to be the new title moving forward, so that they can sell more US titles because obviously they think everyone who buys titles has already got one; they need the new one. It's just a merch seller, so that's the only thing I'm thinking is is why Apollo Cruz might win, uh, might lose this. Go on, Luke. Um, well, I also heard that Apollo Crews is like Paul Heyman's guy. Like Paul Heyman really liked him, so he pushed yeah. him. So now he's not on the storylines. You know, he's kind of he'll, he'll, you know it's a matter of time before he loses it. I think the only thing I'm, I'm going to go Apollo Crews as well because the only thing stopped me doing that is I can't see it being MVP versus Bobby Lashley at SummerSlam. That I, it doesn't make sense to split those two up. Those two work so well together, and that is that's that's for the long haul. <laughs> The minute MVP loses Bobby Lashley or Bobby Lashley loses MVP, both of them start to become a little irrelevant, to be completely honest. And out of the two of those as well, if MVP and Bobby Lashley or when they do break up, I think MVP will do better out of that than Bobby Lashley will. MVP has managed to find a way to make himself really relevant, even though he's he's you know he's not as old as our truth, but he's a fair veteran. So you know he's, he was a- he, can, he can talk, can't he? MVP can talk. So, all three of us going Apollo Crews there. Um, the next one is Rey Mysterio versus Seth Rollins. Now, Seth Rollins is my wild card. So, you guys have to go Rey Mysterio. Um, are you two unhappy with that? Either are you two unhappy with that? Joe, unhappy to have to have Rey Mysterio? Um, yeah, I think Seth Rollins is probably going to win. But it's not, it's not a cut and dry one, I would say. I would give the slight favour to um, Seth Rollins just because I think of the contract situation. Um, also, it seems 
I mean, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but it seems easier to um, have Rey Mysterio lose an eye um, than it does. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, if you're, if, 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 the, if this is a literal match where the loser loses an eye, i.e. the eye is removed, Rey Mysterio is both out of contact and might be moving on anyway. And uh, and B wears a mask, so you could probably just black out the eyes, or like they've been doing anyway. Um, I mean, what are we talking about? I, I, that's, I, I kind of breezed. I forgot to kind of pause on that. How does an eye for an eye match work? I, I, sorry, how does it work? Go on, Luke. How does it work? I've explained it. They have explained it. They've said it only, the match only ends when someone's eye is removed. Yeah. Did they say that? Yeah, they have. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I missed that part. Did they? Oh, I missed. I missed that. They would say so they've literally. Right. Okay. Right. It's like a, yeah, so, it's like so, a first blood match, mate. But instead of blood, it's eye removal. I mean, I can only imagine this going terribly because <laughs> the C, the CGI around that is just going to be awful, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. You, yeah. You, you, all right, WWE, just to let you know, right? You write the storylines, so you can write whatever you want. You don't <laughs> have to do things like. Next year, Extreme Rules, it's going to be the first ever castration match. (laughs) Where the match match only ends when someone's penis has been locked off. That's, you heard it here first. That's the boldest of the WrestlePredict cast predictions. This is clearly that Paul Heyman came up with a very, very good visual thing. Like Rey Mysterio having his eye kind of pushed into the step was, was like, it was difficult to watch. There was a little point where you were like, I, I don't know, like, that's bold, like, them doing that. And then he's left, and they've gone, people really like that, so why don't we just make that the whole story to the point where every single time they get someone near the stairs, and you're just like, oh, we sit, you've, you've killed any of the shock factor of this completely. And then, you know, they've ended with an eye, an eye for an eye match. Um, so what we get, what, what, we're going with is you guys have got Rey Mysterio because of the wildcard rule. Now I could have, because I'm exempt, I could have had anyone, but I am going to go Seth Rollins, um, which means that I believe Rey Mysterio is being blinded at extreme rules. Um, <laughs> so you, but would you go for the, would you go for the, for the, the already, uh, already injured eye? If you no, Seth Rollins? Go for, go for the other one, surely. Go for the him. good eye. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I love the I love the, the idea that he might be like um he might be he might like lose his depth perception so they could really like like they could re- they could really like <laughs> they could really like lean into it couldn't they like be like he could just do like stuff on the top rope and just miss wildly because he's just his depth it, perception's off. In my in my well, head it's, in my head it's the six one nine in my head it's him just trying to reach for ropes for the six one nine and just just grasping air in the middle of the ring as he collapses. It's just it's just the just how's that going to work? But you're right. To be fair, he has been. I don't know. If, he, he, I suppose he must be able to see through whatever gauze they've got across that eye because he has been wrestling with one eye or doing moves with one eye, hasn't he, Rey Mysterio? Technically, yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I mean, I mean, you can see the eye through the gauze. So. <laughs> Not on, not, obviously not on the quality of uh, feed that I'm watching, Luke, all right? So just uh, let's just move on really, really quickly, okay? Um, can, I just, can, I, can I say with the storyline, I really hope it ends after this because I'm really bored of this storyline between Seth Rollins and Rey Mysterio. Like, it's just not exciting me anymore. So 
to make it clear, because you mentioned it in brief, and I heard a little bit about this, Rey Mysterio is out of contract, isn't he? Apparently, yeah. No yeah. contract wrestling. He's just, and he is just wrestling, which is, for WWE, almost a massive no-no. Like, they would never, ever usually let anyone do anything like that, to the point where you look back at, you know, Bret Hart and what happened with him and, and, and going to WCW and things. Like, they wouldn't even let him make an appearance the next night to hand the belt in. He had to lose it. He had to lose it in really dodgy circumstances. Um, so this is kind of, this is, this is a, is this because of coronavirus, do you think, that they've let Rey Mysterio get away with what he's getting away with? Well, getting away sounds harsh, but letting him do what he's doing? Yeah, I think so. And they've, they've also got the, the factor of his son as well being involved. And I think if Rey Mysterio decides to screw them around, then they'll just take it out on his son. I, I think, I think, it, I think it, it all can work. It's just surprising me they would let this happen because AEW clearly are, like, would, would, I think they would snap Rey Mysterio up in a second if they could. Though AEW do have to be very careful of just taking anyone who leaves WWE. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. So, um, so I think it's so on on to go even more off on a tangent. I think it's TNA or whatever they're called now, Impact's uh, Slammiversary next Saturday. Yes, it Saturday. is. And I think all of the wrestlers that are out of contract. The, the three month expiry, the, the, you know, the ones they released. I think their three month no compete clause ends on Wednesday. Now, I don't know if that's in time for AEW or if that's, but it's definitely in time for Slammiversary. So, have you seen the advert for Slammiversary? Yeah. Yeah. Where, where really yeah. Where, where what, what Impact have done is essentially hinted at every wrestler that's been released from WWE. And they've said someone's coming, haven't they? They've said yeah. someone that's been released will appear on Slammiversary. Now, if that's Mike Kanellis, you know you're in for a disappointing evening. I think they've said a former world champion as well. Oh, I've not heard that. It'd be more than one, I think. I don't think it's just going to be one person. But they're hinting left, right and centre to get some people buying Slammiversary. Rhino's, Rhino's got a, a tag match, I think, with, um, with uh, an, an unnamed partner as yet. And all that Rhino will say about him is he's got kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which, 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 for Luke's benefit, is um, Heath Slater. It's like one of Heath Slater's gimmicks. Um, oh, so. Heath, Heath Slater, by the way, he was on like he. I've never seen him before, and he was on Monday, wasn't he? Monday Night Raw. Yeah. yeah. That was now, Heath, Heath Slater. Slater I, I think we'll get to this with Mac. I tell you what, we'll leave the Heath Slater thing for Drew McIntyre because I've got something I want to say about the Heath Slater story. Yeah. And where I think it it should have gone. So we'll we'll come back to Heath Slater and and that with when we when we talk about Drew McIntyre later. Um, yeah. So uh, Rey Mysterio versus Seth Rollins and I for an eye will be interesting to see where that's going. Um... Jeremy was a film fan. Jeremy had questions. Like who's got the best beard in movies? Which film starring a wrestler is best? And what's the best film series that's been made into Lego? Jeremy tried Google. But who uses that old system anymore? Then Jeremy found that movie list podcast. A podcast which gave him the answers to the most obscure, bizarre, and some say pointless movie-related lists. You can listen and subscribe to that movie list podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Come on. Be like Jeremy. The next one, we're going to look at the two um, women's matches. Uh, probably looking at featuring across the both of them probably the, the best storyline in WWE at the moment 
which is Sasha Banks and Bailey, which is which is also why they are massively across the whole of WWE at every single opportunity, and they've, they've, yeah. they they are pushing the limit of saturating. They're like, like overexposing those two, to be fair. But this is you know probably the most interesting story out of out of what's going on, and and has been built you know better than a Sasha Bailey story has been built for a long time. And this is about the third time we've had a Sasha Bailey story, at least. Um, Joe, it's your pick. And we're going to start with Asuka versus Sasha for the Raw title or the, uh, yeah, it's the Raw women's title. So Asuka versus Sasha Banks. Who do you think's got it? Uh, I'm going to go with Asuka. Okay. Um, I think you could. I think that's an interesting one where you could make a, a case for it either way. I don't think you need to have Sasha versus Bailey, Raw, and SmackDown titles on the line. I think it almost makes more sense to just have the one belt um, because it's there's part of it that's the jealousy bit. Um, that's probably a slight spoiler for my prediction for the next match. Um, but yeah, I, I think Asuka versus like a Charlotte Flair or someone at SummerSlam makes sense to me. Um, don't think Asuka's had the belt that long. Don't think she needs to lose it. I think Bailey could actually cost Sasha Banks the title potentially. Um, like, there's a lot of ways that you make it. You know, you could, you could, you could in two matches here, you could have Bailey accidentally cost Sasha, and then uh, Sasha have to help Bailey to reta- retain against Nikki Cross, and then Sasha Banks goes mental, or all the way around and have have um, do the do it the way around. So. Sasha Banks helps Bailey to retain hers, and then Bailey costs Sasha her top opportunity, and then Sasha Banks just flips, and that would be great. I think it, I'm ready for the trigger to be pulled, but then I was ready for the trigger to be pulled on it about four months ago, and I actually really like what they're doing now. So just basically, don't listen to me. Well, for for me, the best put the best moment genuinely was when Sasha told Bailey, "I want a belt. I'm jealous you've got two. Yeah. And they had that moment, and then when she turned and said, "I'm challenging you, Asuka." That was that was great. That was that built so well. It was it showed how good this story is, and it's one of those moments you kind of wish a crowd had been there. You kind of wish you had a crowd reaction to it because it just it, it was it's just a great swerve on that, which was brilliant. Uh, Luke, do you agree with Joe? Do you think Asuka is going to win? Yeah, I do. Um, to be honest, Joe's pretty much said everything I was going to say, so I haven't got much more to add to that. Um, apart from I think I'm really looking forward to the match I think it's going to be really good and apart from again what I've, what I've been saying all along about Bailey being boring I'm actually getting to start quite like her storylines at the moment I mean I wouldn't want to see it forever um, but yeah it's definitely one of the more interesting things at the moment um, but yeah for, for exactly the same reasons I think Custer's going to win I, I can't I don't see why Sasha Banks needs the Raw Women's Championship if they're going to go down the Bailey storyline still um, and then yeah it's exactly the same probably you know Bailey will probably cost Sasha Um yeah, doesn't. I haven't got much more to add to be honest, because yeah, it's all been said. Yeah, and it, it's and, and the Bailey being boring thing is, is that is that the point? Like, is Bailey meant like is it's 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 the classic like Baron Corbin where you're like he's so like so like just annoying and like crap and just yeah, does I, my I, head I, in. Actually, I think that's she, the point I, of it. I think she's improving as a heel though. Like she, she was a really she was a really poor heel before, but now she's actually playing it quite well. Um, I'm quite enjoying her being a heel now. Where, where before I didn't believe it, where I do now. It's exactly that because I think I don't think Baron Corbin is crap at anything he does. I think he's a really good wrestler and a really good talker. I just think you don't like him, you, and then you're not meant to. Where Bailey, it was like whenever you watched her in the ring doing any talking, you were like, 
she's just not good at this. I don't yeah. believe she's a heel. Where now she, you do, and now when she's on commentary and when she's talking with Sasha Banks and when she's she's just really annoying in a great way, and it's more interesting to to watch. Um, we, we, and, we all Sasha Banks is mint then, and Bailey's and Bailey's annoying, and like isn't that exactly what they're aiming for? Yeah, which is why I think Sasha Banks is winning this. Do you? Oh. So I'm going, to, I'm going to explain. This kind of goes a little bit against what I what 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 the the running order, but I've got a theory, and it's a wider theory. Kind of it kind of goes. Now it could be fantasy booking up the hill here, but I think they've dropped some hints quite well to where this might go, and they've set themselves up. So I think Sasha Banks and Bailey are losing the titles to Asuka and Kyrie Sane um, on is it is it Raw? Is it to, is it tomorrow? They're facing each oh, other for yeah, the belts. Yeah. I think they're losing the belts. So I think it's going to be Sasha and Bailey. Bailey's only got is the only one with a belt. And then I think um, Sasha is going to beat Asuka, which means that Asuka doesn't have two belts. She only has one. She has the tag belts with Kairi Sane. Sasha has a belt. And then a little bit of spoilers. I think Bailey's losing to Nikki Cross. And then oh. I think that will set up Nikki versus someone else. And at the same time, just to go even wider, you've got this whole hint that Ruby Riot's got needs friends and that a friend is coming for Ruby Riot. Um, that the iconics keep pushing all the time, that Ruby, you're on your own, you've lost all your friends. So I think they're setting up Ruby Riot into a tag team, which will then take you Asuka and Kairi Sane versus Ruby Riot and another at SummerSlam. So I think you've got this big wider circle thing they've built. Now I could be wrong, but I think that's where this is going. So for me it's Sasha Banks that is bold I was, with, I, was with, I was with you until you started talking about Ruby Riot. I'm not sure <laughs> not sure but yeah no I, I think it could happen I think we're, we're all agreed that it makes no sense to have two belts on Sasha and uh, Sasha and Bailey. It just which way around they do it so you could you're either going to get I feel like you're you're going to get two points here or nothing yeah. and like same, same with us like I think I think I think it's really unlikely that it's going to be anything else other than that yeah, I, um, I I think your, your your story makes loads of sense. Just I guess it just depends on your heel face alignment as well. So it's that's, just gonna be, that's <laughs> the other part. I think Sasha's got to be the face in this. For, yeah. for, for, for me, the one thing that where your where your theory falls down is Nikki Cross being the champion yeah. because I just can't but, imagine her being the champion. But the only way that for me for SummerSlam is you break Nikki and Alexa up. Nikki's yeah, got the championship, and then it's Alexa versus Nikki. Which, which you give Alexa the belt at SummerSlam, which you could see happening. And that's a story for a couple. That's where I think that might be going, Nikki versus Alexa. Because you're right, that's that's where, it, that's where it falls down. But I just, I think you need to flip it. I think Sasha needs to be the one that's got the belt and Bailey needs to turn on Sasha. Otherwise, yeah. if Sasha turns on Bailey, Bailey's the heel, Bailey, you know, the face is turned on the heel, which isn't the way a face should work. So you kind of need Bailey to turn on Sasha. So you're back in Sasha against heel Bailey. I mean, Bailey can't go back to face now, really. She's, she's doing too well as heel. And that's the reason I've gone with this way. And I know it, le- it does leave Nikki Cross with the title, but, you know, there's, there's, there's worse. So they've had worse. We have, we've just watched the karaoke um, segment. Have you seen SmackDown yet? I, I, I haven't, to be fair. But, yeah, either. carry on. Uh, well, uh, uh, well, spoilers. Um Whilst we're saying that the WWE is booking women tremendously, um, it's not always booking women tremendously. 
Because there is a karaoke jeweled off for people not involved in another storyline on SmackDown this week. Brilliant. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, I'll let you watch it. Fair enough. Um, so that kind of that kind of leaves the next match a little bit redundant for conversation. We've kind of gone down that route. Bailey versus Nikki Cross. So Luke, Bailey versus Nikki Cross. I'm assuming you think that's going to Bailey. Yeah, yeah, just the same reasons what I said before. I mean, I just can't, you know, even with any, anything else, I just can't imagine Nikki Cross being a, the women's champion. So just for that reason alone, I'm going Bailey. And you too, Joe? Yeah, I'm going Nikki Cross. No, no. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I yeah, am I'm going to go Bailey. I am going Nikki Cross. I think Nikki Cross is going to win. And I think it's going to lead to Alexa versus Nikki at SummerSlam. Because I also think that's done too. I think that 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 partnership has has been played out now. And you know what? I don't think they're not building Nikki. I think that they think I I believe WWE are backing Nikki the way they give her as much TV time. The fact they've even given her this belt shot in the first case, you know, as opposed to giving it to Alexa, which would have made a lot more sense. So there's 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 momentum behind Nikki, which I I think means that this isn't out of the realms of possibility. Yeah, I, I can't, I can't, I can't disagree. I'm really nervous that you're going to absolutely smash this pay per view. Yeah, I mean, or, ben, fair or it's going to be awful. I mean, if that, if your storyline plays out, fair play, you deserve to win it. You deserve to be top. <laughs> yeah, yeah because, I mean, because, what, because because I hadn't thought of any of that. What I can see happening is Sasha and Bailey both winning it, and we just we we're, we're completely <laughs> yeah. we're completely just we've we underestimated. They actually have all the all the belts, and I mean, well, that's the other thing is they could lose the tag team, they could lose the tag belts on Monday, and then go into, you know, and then you know Sasha and Bailey come out of it that way. But I don't know what the use of that would be. But I just I think I think and you know Asuka and Kyrie saying I can't see them losing it on Monday. I think they. They've got to come away with the belts. You've got to get the tag belts off these two for them to then go forward. And I just think that plays into that story too. So there we go. Or right. You can, or, 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 or you can. Or the other option is you don't. You don't do that, and you keep them together, and then the tag losing the tag belts starts to form the division kind of thing. That's the. That's the other. You know. That's the. That's the other way around, it, isn't it? Is where you don't do it. You do what we're saying where. Sasha doesn't win, Bailey does, or however you want to play it, and then eventually, you know, the, them losing the the, top, the tag titles in a couple of weeks makes even more dissension, and then that's when they tell on each other at that point, or what, however, you know, because then Sasha's got no belts and Bailey's got one, so yeah. Sasha wants that belt. So there's there's ways and means, but I think you could be right about Monday. That'd be interesting to see if um if there's a title change Monday night. Yeah. Do you think that um. That they'll do it at SummerSlam, Bailey versus Sasha Banks. Do you think they'll drag it out to WrestleMania or something like that? I, I don't think they've got the legs on it to drag it out to WrestleMania. I wouldn't say. I mean, that doesn't mean they won't, but I don't think they should. I think it has to be. I think it has to be SummerSlam. I think yeah. there's already there's already so many hints at them breaking up. They've already started that. That I think it makes sense for it to be SummerSlam, and it would end up being. I mean, there's there's argument that it's it's. You know, it could be right up close to, to main event if they if they play it right. I mean, it won't be the main event, obviously. That's going to be whoever Drew McIntyre is facing. But at the same time, this could be the biggest match on SummerSlam if they play it right. So, you know, th- 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 there's potential there. 
Right, talking of uh, Drew McIntyre and the Universal title, in the match that nobody saw coming, it's Drew McIntyre versus Dolph Ziggler in a stipulation that is yet to be decided. Um, we'll get to that point in a second. We're not going to make that an official prediction. We'll get to that point in a second. Um, this is a wild card. So, Joe, you have to go with Drew McIntyre because he's your wild card choice. Luke, you have to go Dolph Ziggler. And because I won NXT in your house, I mean, because I won the round, I didn't, I, I didn't actually take part. Because I won the round, um, I get free, free choice on this, uh, which I'm probably going to need after the last two predictions I made. Um, it's my choice first here. Um, I mean, I, I'm, I'm going Drew McIntyre. There's, there's, there is no, there's absolutely no way ever it, under any circumstances Dolph Ziggler's winning the Universal Championship in this match. Um, so. Yeah, what I will say, what I will say is on the Heath Slater thing. So Heath Slater showed up. He was part of um, three man three man band. What they were called, wasn't it? Three man band. And the third person that was part of three man band was Jinder Mahal, who is I think supposed to be in Dolph Ziggler's spot right now. Um, yeah, I agree. Which means that the Heath. I mean, it feels like they they pulled the trigger on the Heath Slater slot or whatever just really randomly, because that's what I thought. When Heath Slater was in the ring with, with Drew McIntyre doing his bit, I thought that should be Jinder Mahal as the third person. And then this would actually be an interesting story and there'd be a little bit of payoff for long-term fans and it would have a little bit more depth to it. Because clearly that's what this whole, they, they've really tried to make whatever story they had planned for Jinder Mahal, Phil, Dolph Ziggler. So when Dolph Ziggler came out and was talking about our shared history, I think they're in a, a, a tag, I think they tagged a couple of times a while ago. There is a, there is something there, but it's not it's not like three man band. It's not what well, that was a legitimate faction, legitimate gimmick, a legitimate tag team, whatever you want to call it. Um, so well, that's, I think that's baffled me a bit or or, or or perplexed me a little bit. They're just trying to put force this story. Go on, Joe. Well, I, so what I, I think when Drew McIntyre he was in NXT, wasn't he? And then Dolph Ziggler was the one that kind of got him up to talk to have him as like a bodyguard while he was you know changing the the locker room's attitude and stuff I, and then that but that lasted about six weeks and then it was done yeah. um i i <coughs> i was watching monday night and i really liked the he said slayer segment and i just thought to myself why didn't you make the pay-per-view match that like why don't you make like why don't you just make it like Heath Slater has got somehow managed, or Heath Slater has a chat with Dolph Ziggler or attacks Dolph, um, not Dolph Ziggler, attacks Drew McIntyre in the car park or whatever, and somehow, or, or, or whatever scenario plays out, and Drew Mac- and Heath Slater is known to have been released, and he's got one match against Drew McIntyre, where if he wins it, he gets to get his job back and he gets the WWE title, and if he doesn't, he can never come back to WWE, or whatever, whatever this, what, and and that ins- and that with history is instantly a better storyline than we've got. Yeah, it's ab- absolutely right. I think the only thing stopping them doing that is the fact they'd have to give Heath Slater some sort of actual contract. But I mean, but then he only needs one match. Like it's, he had one match yeah. and more. So you yeah. just do one match, but I'll do it on. And actually, whilst he's, you know, don't do it live, film it ahead of time. Because yeah. if he decides to do you over, you just be like, well, like, you know, when he comes in and does all this, he can do all this on that for a month there and then on the first raw including the match yeah. and then if he and he can't do you over if it's pre-recorded that's anyway, that, that was my, that was my, my, my thought 
on that. It just seems just a bit of a mess, really. So obviously, was got a total match. It, it seems so. It seems so random when when and and it seems so random to come from just Dolph Ziggler going, "I want to fight you for the Universal Championship," and Drew going, "Yeah, go on then." And you look at going, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's at least there's I can name two or three other people that deserve this shot more than Dolph Ziggler, and why Dolph Ziggler is still getting anywhere near these stories, and and we know why it's because he's a replacement for Jinder Mahal, who also shouldn't be anywhere near this belt either, but at least that would have a story. At least that's got some legitimacy to it, you know, and, and I will I will back any match if the story makes sense. If you've built it enough that I go, all right, I understand it. But for Dolph just to show up and go, I want a match. Yeah, go on then. I mean, the last time you got beat by Otis and has been embarrassed and smacked down for the last three weeks. But yeah, you deserve to be in the main event of this next pay-per-view or, or the second main event. Why doesn't every wrestler just go out to Drew the first week after a pay-per-view and just be like, I want a match? Because it seems to give them you get a month build. You go out the you go out the day after Backlash. Say I want to fight against Drew McIntyre, and he goes, "Yeah, okay." Out the next pay per view, they build that for a month. It's bizarre. Yeah, it is. Um, What's the thing going to be? Taking over Ben's role. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, go on. Luke hasn't spoken for a little while. What do you think the stipulation is going to be, Luke? Um, I was thinking about this. Obviously, it's going to be something to try and advantage. Dolph Ziggler, I reckon it's going to be something like ladders, because something like that would probably favour Dolph Ziggler over Drew McIntyre, just because he can get up a ladder easier. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, probably something like ladders. What do you think? Uh, I think it's going to be a, a, a false count anywhere or something where it's no disqualification to back the fact that Dolph Ziggler can just get beaten up and Drew McIntyre just throw him around for a fair bit. So I think it's going to be something like false count anywhere or... Um, I don't think street fights. They've just done that in NXT, but um, something along those lines. Even if it's just a no DQ. You're both, wrong. You You're both wrong, unfortunately. Um, it's going to be a special guest referee. Oh, of course it is. And it might be Robert Roode. Um, could be. There's a, quite a few people it could be. Could be Robert Roode. I think is an obvious one. Could be Heath Slater or Jinder Mahal. Maybe. I'm not sure if that's played out now with the Heath Slater thing. But yeah. Some, something which makes it impossible for Drew to overcome the odds and retain his belt would be my suggestion. Yeah. Who hates Drew McIntyre? Well, if if this was an Extreme Rules um, and done so poorly, wouldn't Brock Lesnar be a great uh, special guest referee to come out and build for SummerSlam? Now, it's not going to be that, but that would have been great to yeah. have Brock Lesnar be the ref. That would have been a great story. It's not going to be that, but that would have worked. So if um, it is a special guest ref then... Like, could they just not count? Could they just not count it? So does that mean Dolph Ziggler's going to win? So what has happened usually with guest referees is the whole match, Drew will get screwed over. And then what will happen is something will incapacitate the special guest referee, which means that a normal referee has to come out and will count it as as right. as it is. Or, yeah, that's usually what happens. So you'll get loads of fast counts, but then Drew will kick out just last minute. Or when Drew's about to pin him, the ref, you know, doesn't see it or counts really slowly. But it is, that's essentially it. But there's always a case where another ref comes out. Probably Drew McIntyre will, like, kick the head off whoever the special guest referee is and then sort of m- manoeuvre their dead arm to do a three count. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe just rip his eye out. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, why not? Why not? I wonder if that eye will still be in the ring, like they just don't clear it up. Just be like, oh... <laughs> 
just impaled on the ring steps. Just, <laughs> yeah. Um, Who's moving that on. Who's out tonight? Ari Rio. <laughs> <laughs> right. The last match, which I've got to assume is the reason this is called the horror show, which I've got to assume is going to be the cinematic match because it's taking uh, taking place at what they're calling the Wyatt Swamp. Um, it's Braun Strowman versus Fire uh, versus um, cult leader, you know, Bray Wyatt, you know, the, as a bit of a shock. And what I've got to say, I thought was a great move. They've brought back the Bray Wyatt that started his career, I guess. The Bray Wyatt that started it possibly with, I don't know what you call him. What is he? The cult Wyatt family Wyatt? Yeah, cult leader Wyatt. Um, they brought him back to face Braun Strowman as the next chapter in this story. Um, there are wild cards in play here. So, Luke, you've got to go Bray Wyatt. Joe's got to go Braun Strowman. I get to choose, but I'm not going to tell you who I'm choosing yet. Uh, a little bit of suspense there. I want to see how people feel about their choices. Um, Joe, sorry. Yeah, Joe, this would have been your choice. So how do you feel about having to have Braun Strowman? He's Braun Strowman one of my wild cards then? No, no. but Luke, but he's... Um, uh, because Luke's the, got the, the, oh, Luke's, yeah. Luke's got break. I was going to say, I forgot about that. Um, that's good. My memory's not that bad. Um, I... I'm not sure, really. I, I think Bray is probably the favourite in this, which is odd. But I don't think if I was them, I'd pull the trigger quite yet. feels to me like there's a third match here, and the third match is where The Fiend comes out. Would be my, I would like how I'd do it um, at SummerSlam. It's just a shame because it feels like SummerSlam is really gearing up to being quite a good pay-per-view of if, if all this booking that we're calling goes goes anywhere near correctly um it'd be a real shame if it's got no fans i can't quite get my head around a fiend entrance with no fans and what that'll be like but anyway would you would you back would you back a it being a firefly funhouse match for braun yeah that you do both cinematic cinematic matches are fiend matches yeah maybe i mean the thing is yeah maybe the thing is the the I'm not sure how I feel about that. The thing that works so I was seen on the Firefly Funhouse match is he's got actual tenure and is a decent wrestler and has got a good backstory. Braun Strowman has basically just shaved the side of his head in the last three years. Yeah. And, well, and now the longer ponytail. To be fair, this is his Firefly Funhouse match, isn't it? Because if we're looking at Braun Strowman's history, it's this. He was a member of the Wyatt family and now and then he wasn't. So... You know, if that if it's going to work the same way that it goes path goes through his history and all the rest of it, that's this. That's that's this match. Um, I like, so I like, I like the idea that he faces the Fiend at SummerSlam, and I think he loses he loses that match. I think he's going to lose this match or the next match. I would have I would have him fight the Fiend and uh, I'd have him beat Bray Wyatt this time, and then lose the Fiend at SummerSlam. But, you agree with that, Luke? Probably because that would be. I think it could go either way, to be honest. Um, the fact that they've stipulated it's not for the title makes me think that what? Bray Wyatt... Have they? Not, Have they? I'm pretty sure. Well, I didn't know oh, that. right. I didn't know that either. I'm pretty okay. sure they've stipulated it's not for the title. I might, I might, I might be completely throwing you off here. I'm double-checking double check, that right now, because <laughs> that, that, that will literally change my pick immediately. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's not for the title, but... Don't quote me on that. So that's make that makes me think that Ray White's winning it. Oh, that's telegraphed, hasn't it? 
because I don't know why you know, that wouldn't happen for the title otherwise. Um, but saying that, if I had free pick, I'll probably I, I don't know who I'd go for. So the, the, the fact that it's been picked for me because I've got the wild card is fine. But either way, I still think that it's going to be the fiend at SummerSlam, like you say, it's going to be Braun versus the fiend. Um, so I think that's definitely still going to happen. But yeah, I mean. I, 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 I like the fact that whilst Ben does that, I like the fact that the last two pay, the last two uh, podcasts have ended up with Ben like frantically scrolling through things. <laughs> yeah, essentially, yeah, it's it's me, it's me trying to uh, trying <laughs> trying to catch up on stuff that I should already know. Um, I mean, this might be down. To, this might be down to the fact that whenever it comes to uh, to these, I just kind of. Uh, yeah, um, it literally specifies on the WWE website why it's Swamp Fight non-title match. Okay, I, I completely missed that aspect to it. Well, got um, to why then, hasn't it? As, well, yeah, like I said, that completely changes it because I was going along the same lines as Joe. I believed it was going to be Strowman winning it and then it would be up against The Fiend. You know, the idea being that The Fiend is the only one that can beat Strowman. Now, you keep Strowman um, strong while at the same time The Fiend wins the title. Um so yeah, so if yeah, it's kind of got to be Wyatt wins it, hasn't? It? But then again, it doesn't have to be. Now you know what? It doesn't have to be that because it would still make sense if Strowman beats Wyatt. It makes more sense if anything that Strowman beats Wyatt, so Wyatt needs to call the fiend. But I suppose there's other ways you can do this story. That I mean, hasn't I made it might, clear cut. Might just like just be a match. It might not be a match. Well, it might just be like a fight. Yeah, it's it might not, not be a pin counts and stuff. What's in the swamp That's business? You can, you can imagine like Braun Strowman like throwing into the swamp, and then he like drowns in the swamp, and the fiend appears. Yeah, yeah, you so, can. So it's really strange about that. that. You can imagine that. It's absolutely what you could see. The fiend comes out, and it's it's just a non. It's there's no end. Do you know what I mean? There's no actual. There's no actual result. Is exactly kind of what Joe said there. There's no ref. You if it's not, if it's a non-title match, it's true. It sounds you don't even really need a ref. It could just be Strowman shows up, and it's just one of those weird matches where there's loads of you know, Sister Abigail things and there's, you know, rocking chairs with no one in them and, you know, all that kind of crazy Wyatt stuff he's done before. Loads of creepy kids singing Whole World in His Hand. You know, all that stuff that we've seen and Strowman's just going room to room to room, occasionally gets thrown into something and then it ends with The Fiend at the end of a corridor or whatever and and that's it. So, yeah, I can see there be this ending with a no finish. I am going to go with Bray Wyatt, but it is against my better judgment to be honest with you but I'm going to go Bray Wyatt of all, of all, of all your predictions being against your better judgment so far Ben or just this one <laughs> <laughs> right um, a couple more things to discuss moving on from that a couple more things to discuss easy game um, until it is until it is until it is cashed in there's going to be no money in the bank cash in here is there no doesn't work does it I mean, Oak is turning up at the swamp <laughs> There's weirder things, mate. The fact that Otis has got the money in the bank briefcase in the first place, to be completely frank with you, there's weirder things. Didn't Randy Orton burn down the swamp mod? I think that's why it's at a swamp. I think that's why it's at a swamp. Okay, right. It's not at the house because it was previously... Okay, got you. That's good. Continuity story. Yeah, continuity story. That's good. But you know the only person who cares about that continuity and is keeping that continuity going is Bray Wyatt. You know, he's the only one that's making this, that's, that's going in there going, this is the case. Because to be fair, if anyone's got a hold of his character and his story, it's Bray Wyatt. You know, that he's managed to, to do that so well, where every other continuity is just thrown out the window. You know, when you've got, yeah, yeah, it's just, it is. So, um, yeah, I just love that, I love the, 
that they're going to have like a swamp match, and then just at the end of the swamp match, out comes Otis. And be like, <laughs> <laughs> just read the mood, mate. Like, <laughs> start rubbing your belly and just, <laughs> it's not, it's not going to be good. Just do the, yeah. So he's just going to, Braun Strowman's going to be finished because of the, uh, well, you, haven't you got to, haven't you got to have, haven't you got to cash the money in the bank in a ring anyway? Technical um, question. Yeah, I, suppose, I suppose you have to. Yeah, I never thought about that. I suppose you do have to, unless no, because you can enter yourself into a match. <laughs> so if you're entering yourself into a no full, a false count anywhere match, technically that's that's all right. Because Seth Rollins entered himself into a triple threat match, didn't he? Do you remember? And that's how he won it against. He did, but you know, for the sake of the rules, you could technically enter yourself into a stipulation match. I mean, it, I mean, I mean, if. If WWE's plan is to um, make us forget about Otis, so that we're cashing in as a big surprise, they're doing a hell of a job. Because oh. <laughs> he hasn't even been on TV, has he? No, he's not. He's not. Not. Not for a couple of weeks. Not since the year we saw in Mandy Rose's dream, and then um, so how they got that footage is still still baffles me. Yeah, uh, but we saw <laughs> Mandy Rose's dream, and then we haven't seen him since. But he's still got the money in the bank, so. Unclear. Unclear what's going on there. So, because this is um, the Sunday before, obviously we've got a Raw and a SmackDown. There are some matches. I'm pretty certain there there are at least two matches that are going to be announced for um, Extreme Rules, even if it's just pre-show for one of them. Um, but I've got some. I've got four potentials here. You guys might have potentials. We're not going to make these official predictions unless they are announced on Raw specifically, because then they can go onto the prediction form, which we'll talk about in a bit. Um, the big one for me that's not been announced, it's clearly going to be on Extreme Rules, is Randy Orton versus The Big Show. Um, if that is a match, and like I said, this isn't an official prediction, but just for the sake of conversation, if that is a match, do anyone does anyone see that going anywhere other way than Orton winning it? No. Yeah. Anyone want to see Orton versus Big Show? No. Anyone want to see The Big Show show on Netflix? No. No. Can okay. I say, with The Big Show, it looks really like, you know, when he walked, like his knee is like eggs bent like inwards aren't they he can't stand up straight is that just- he's, he's he's just he's just he's if you imagine that like jeff hardy doesn't walk right kurt angle doesn't walk right and that's just the that's that's decades of wrestling but you add that to the fact that big show shouldn't be the size he is there's no way that he can he, his body should be going if you if you're the size of big show all right, which isn't necessarily healthy genetically anyway, you then shouldn't be throwing yourself off tops of turnbuckles and making a career of just battering your body. So, um, to be fair to Big Show... Does a Big Show look a bit smaller to you? Like, I, I, I look at him now and think, you don't seem that... Like, you don't seem that big anymore. No, I get what you mean. Like, when he's up against Randy Orton, it, there's not the height difference, is there? He's not no. the giant where you had someone like... Andre the Giant or Giant Gonzalez, where it was... Or the like, Giant Ninja. Or the Giant Ninja, that's true, yeah. Or the Giant Ninja. Maybe his legs, um, maybe his legs are just bowed and he's actually seven foot now. Yeah. It could be, but the way he walks, it looks... It just looks painful. Yeah, you know? it does. It does, honestly. Every, every time I see him, I'm like, that can't... Like, how can you stand there and wrestle? There can only be two reasons for this match for me, and that's one... Because Netflix have asked WWE, can you push Big Show so we get some numbers? Which has happened before. Yeah. And second of all, is because Randy Orton is the legend killer and Big Show's the only legend they've got at the minute that can wrestle or do do a job of wrestling. 
I, I don't know who else there is. If you want to give it, if you want to give WWE way too much credit, you could also didn't Drew McIntyre beat um, the Big Show straight after Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania? Apparently, yeah. yes, you could maybe make a story out of that and be like, well, you took seven minutes to beat the Big Show, and it only took me two minutes. Is that is part yeah. of as part of the Orton uh, McIntyre conversation? Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, some of the matches. Um, New Day versus Nakamura and Cesaro. They've got a match for the title on SmackDown on Friday. Um, I see Nakamura and Cesaro winning that. And then the rematch is at Extreme Rules. Ooh. And the, the fact they brought a table out to the ring to announce that match makes me think it's going to be a tables match. Um, so, I mean, do we think, is, that a, is that a possibility? Is that a match you'd be excited for? Would that be any good? Would it be anything but pre-show? Um. I don't see the New Day losing it on Thursday. I wonder if instead of that, they might bring out like a ladder or a chair and make it into like a TLC match at the pay-per-view. Do you know what I mean? Like, because it's just, they just brought out the table. You might be right. Or they might have another table spot and then have a, have a, like you say, have a blow-off tables match at Extreme Rules. Not, not quite sure. Is, but, it a um, match? Is it a tables match on Friday then? No, no, it's not. But because of the table. Oh, okay. It's like, it's like, you know, it's like all you know when we have the TRC match, like the TRC pay per view, and all of a sudden we need to have a tables match, a ladders yeah. match, and a chairs match, and you're like, well, this is odd. Like I've, all year round, you don't see wrestlers just randomly whipping out ladders, but like just in the month before pay per view, conveniently, like they've just decided that that's the weapon of choice. And you're like, oh, okay, how strange. Um, so I just wonder if that's this is setting up a tables match. Yeah, potentially. Um. Other ones I've got Viking Raiders versus Andrade in Gaza, Angel Gaza. Is that is that because that seems to be they seem to be around near each other? Is that a match that's that's a possibility? Do you see that one happening, Luke, or is that just you know? Um, no, I don't think so. I don't think that'll be on. No. And the and the last one. You're not going to draw ratings on that, are you? No, but I, I, if you look at the ones we've got already here, none of the six we've said tonight, uh, today, this episode, I would say a pre-show at all so you know there's got to be some matches for the pre-show and i can see viking raiders versus andrade and gaza being a pre-show match i can see i do remember picking mvp versus apollo cruz earlier on tonight i feel like that (laughs) (laughs) for the u.s for the u.s title on a pre-show that's that's burying that's burying a a title to be fair well i mean they're burying it with mvp versus apollo um the last one aj styles versus matt riddle He's on SmackDown, isn't it? I think that is that is a match next week on SmackDown. I think is it? Yeah, I haven't I'm, seen I'm, that. I think they might have said that yesterday. Actually, I think that's, that's so, okay. Fair enough then, because that's that's that seems to be the only other belt that's not featuring. Really, is the Intercontinental Championship, and obviously the tag the, the female tags aren't featuring. And then uh, we haven't got the. We could potentially have the new day for the for the tags ma- match there. Um, Hardy versus Sheamus will surely be on there as well. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's another one I think that they're building to. Unless they're going to wait to hold that over to SummerSlam, but I think a stipulation match with Hardy's got to be the way forward, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm not sure what that stipulation is, but just maybe like a bar fight or something like that. Um, <laughs> I no, wish I, they would just stop doing the bar gimmicks with Jeff Hardy though. Like I, I, I just I think it's <laughs> I just think if someone's an alcoholic, don't literally keep throwing it in their face. Don't just I mean just. 
we're, we're past this point. I don't know. It, it, yeah. to, to talk about them too, I, I really enjoyed their match at Backlash. I yeah, thought it was really good. Cool. I mean, we haven't talked about it, but it's actually a lot better than I thought it was going to be. And I, I know I picked the wrong person, but I thought it was really good. Very hard. I think that I think Sheamus versus Hardy's was a testament to if you've got two really, really good wrestlers and two really good veterans, you can just literally throw them together. Because the story itself's not bad. I'm not like massively interested in it, but it's also not boring me. The way they're going about it is half decent. I never want to see a man covered in someone else's piss again. But, you know, at least it was a more interesting way of doing it. Um, yeah, so that's that's the uh, that's the pay-per-view. Um, so now it's over to the um, listeners, over to the fans, to the other competitors. Every single round, you have the opportunity to win some official WWE merch. Um, all you have to do is take part by entering your predictions on the prediction form that will be in the comments for the podcast, or you'll be able to find it on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. So you just enter your predictions, you enter your Twitter handle, you follow us at the Rest and Predictcast so we can contact you if you're a winner. And you will also then, if you continue to enter, enter yourself into the ongoing league of which we have got at the moment nine people that are entering it after three rounds. And we are not winning at the moment. So yeah. 11 points for the most. Joe's one behind with 10. So there's, it's all to play for. There's plenty plenty to catch up on if people want to get involved. I'm coming um, for you, Tom W. Pardon? I'm coming for you, Tom W. Oh, I bet he's shaking. <laughs> I bet he's absolutely shaking. We'll be giving Tom the L next time. <laughs> it's clever. It's clever. I like that. It's clever. Um, <laughs> and also follow us on uh, social media. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast if you don't already. Because um, I'm sure... I've got we've got first time listeners who went searching for extreme rules. They really want to listen to a podcast about extreme rules. So uh, I'm sure we've got some first new time listeners that are here. So make sure you subscribe. And if you are going to give us a rating, which we would appreciate, make it five stars. If it's not five stars, don't don't give us a rating. Don't 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 feel you have to. Don't worry about. It. Don't bother yourself. Um, anything more anyone wants to add about extreme rules, the horror show? No, nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. No. <laughs> I, we'll can't it, yeah. I, I can't wait for an eye for an eye match. <laughs> and we will see you all for the next round, which will be SummerSlam. So we'll see you then. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.